Welcome back to the High Impact Physician Podcast. On today's episode, Sandy is continuing her conversation with Dr. Corey Martin. Corey's talking about furloughing over 20% of his staff because of COVID and what that was like. He's talking about how, as an extrovert, he's keeping up his meaningful relationships during this time and how his physicians are adapting to virtual care and why it might actually support physicians to retire early on some of the other long-term impacts. Really, really interesting take. I think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. So let's build with that because it seems like it's easier to listen to our hearts and our soul when things are humming along as we imagined them or as we expected them. And you and I are here talking in April 2020 in the midst of this COVID pandemic. So talk to us a little bit more about in your work as a physician, you're a leader, and you're also an entrepreneur. What are you seeing as some of the top challenges that physicians are facing today? Oh gosh, I, I think there's so many right now. And the the interesting part is how today looks versus one month ago is just phenomenally different and nobody could ever even imagine it. And so right now, I mean, today, this morning before talking to you, I spent the morning uh, meeting with my staff. I'm still a chief medical officer on a Native American reservation here in Minnesota. And I spent the morning meeting with my staff because we're furloughing 25% of our our uh, providers and our nurses and our staff right now because we don't have the volume to keep people at work. And I think that this work of burnout and resilience and moral injury and, and joy and meaning has really prepared me to do a much better job leading people because these are tough, t- challenging times that are frustrating and none of us have ever really thought that we might be furloughed from a job. Uh, healthcare has always been a busy, um, you know, a busy industry. And the, the, the idea that I as a physician might not have the ability to have patients to see while we're shutting things down and waiting for the big wave to hit us um, is just unfathomable. So people are going through a lot of that right now. People are going through a lot of Um, just being scared as to what is coming. Um, I think one of the things that is really common in our healthcare provider community is just we all have some pretty good tendencies of perfectionism. Uh, That's what got us to where we are. That's what makes us really pretty good. And a lot of the aspects of our job is to know what the answer to things is and to try to be perfect in, in how we do that. This is a time where there aren't answers and things are changing every day. And it's really hard to get our mind wrapped around um, certainty. And so there's a lot of uncertainty, which is really unsettling to um, a lot of us healthcare providers, a lot of people in general, but particularly healthcare providers who look at themselves and look at each other as the people who are supposed to know and the people who are supposed to have the answers. And so I think that that's the, that's the mist of what we're living in right now. I think there's a ton of healthcare provider burnout. There's a ton of us not taking care of ourselves, but we are so involved in so many other things right now that we can't even see that. I think what's going to happen over the course of the next several months when we get on the, the opposite side of this uh, is that there is going to be a huge need for figuring out how do we support ourselves, how do we take care of each other, and how do we do this whole 
practice of, of medicine with joy and meaning and purpose in a much different way. And I hope that um, that is something good that can come out of this. You know, I think there's something else good that will come out of this, and that is um, our ability to do um, virtual visits, um, phone visits, and Zoom and video visits, because I think a lot of us are doing that from our homes right now. And I think that may be helpful for um, the future as we think about how do we actually care for our patient populations and how do we do them from different locations. And so I think there will be some really interesting, innovative things um, that happen um, during and after this pandemic. But certainly being in the middle of it right now is very, very challenging for all of us. And I think it's really an important aspect for us to think about how do we better care for ourselves and how do we better care for our colleagues and each other? And, and what does that look like when it's really hard to even, you can't even meet in groups, you can't even connect uh, in ways that you used to connect. And, and most of us are connecting over Zoom now. And and so that's just a different way of life. That is. I um, Gosh, we could go so many different directions. I've, I've got one big question I want to ask, but before I go there, Give us a little snapshot of how you're taking care of yourself right now in this time of the COVID pandemic. Yeah, I think for me, I know that sleep is important and I know eating right and exercising are important. And so those are things for me that I make sure I try to do every day. Uh, the other thing that's really important for me is I'm an extrovert. And so for me, connecting with people and feeling um, like I can continue to have meaningful relationships with people is really important. So um, I have about a half hour a day set aside that I, for sure, every day either can connect with my family, with my parents, um, with some friends. And I think those are really important aspects of um, normalizing life during this time is continuing to connect and maintain those relationships. Um, one of the things that I talk about a ton in um, in healthcare and in our work around joy and, and well-being is the power of relationships. And there is a ton of literature out there that show that if there's one thing that we can measure that best will predict how happy we'll be, how healthy we'll be, and how long we'll live, is the, the strength and the power of the relationships in our life. And so in a time like this, when it's really easy to kind of melt back into the corner and not connect with people as much and not reach out as much, um, we just have to be really cognizant of, of doing that and continuing to make time in our life for that, because those are really the things that give us life and give us meaning and purpose. Okay. I'm sitting here smiling and I feel like you're, um, you're validating some things for me. So for <laughs> me, my eldest son, Zachary is nonverbal, right? So he's never spoken a word. And mm -hmm. I underestimated that how many times he and I connect, it involves touch or like, you know, physically connecting. And so during this time of socially distancing, he's in his own condo with um, a host family. And I was really trying to figure this out. And then I don't know how we stumbled on this, but we Zoom every day. And um, I was sipping on a LaCroix water and I burped. And he started laughing so hard that I'm embarrassed <laughs> to tell you one of the things I discovered in a mother-son relationship. If I have two LaCroix, he is laughing for like a half hour. 
<laughs> that's awesome that sounds like a typical so the new ways of connecting right yeah i know yeah, yeah. i know and then i also found some chanting music that when i was singing to it he also just broke out laughing so yeah rediscovering new mother and son ways of connecting i agree yeah, really really recalling the power of relationship maybe in ways we never expected is really um yeah it can be very intimate it can be very real that's so good. Yeah, absolutely. As you were talking before about some of the opportunities, I couldn't help but think that there really is on the horizon some opportunities to transform the healthcare industry, transform the physician experience and the patient experience. Talk to us a little bit about um, if you were to share observations of culture before COVID and then observe culture today, or maybe what it could be, just sort of talk through what you're sensing of culture, the way it was, the way it is, and the way it could maybe emerge. You know, I think in, in um, light of just a, a, a typical patient care visit for a fish, uh, physician and what it used to be, right? It used to be, if you were going to see your doctor or your provider, you needed to call, you needed to make an appointment, you needed to go in, you needed to take time off of work. And it was a production and came into the office and the physician, if he or she was lucky, had five to 10 minutes with you and you went home and you went on your way. And in the last three weeks, how that has changed has been amazing. Every morning I run our huddle with our providers and our nurses and our staff. And every morning we do three good things. So people talk about three good things that happened to them yesterday. And this morning, the three good things were, I had three really wonderful Zoom appointment meetings with my patients and we connected and it was both a husband and wife in a room and and we laughed and we we felt like we had so much more time than we usually did with each other and we connected in a way that we haven't before and i i heard that over and over again uh today and i've heard that over the last couple weeks and so i think the way that the new way that we will be seeing patients and connecting with each other via video is going to be really wonderful because coming to the doctor or having a doctor's visit doesn't need to be such a production of getting time off and getting into the doctor's office and then feeling like you're shoved in and shoved out. You can actually have as, uh, more time when we connect via video and it doesn't, and it can be, you know, from the comfort of your home or from your office and what an opportunity we have. And I would say that there's going to be 40 to 50% of our visits from here on out that are going to be that way. Now that's just, that's an amazing thing for patients. And on the flip side for providers, I just am going to be amazed at what that's going to do for people's job satisfaction and longevity in the career, because there's a lot of, of my colleagues who say, God, I can't wait until I retire. I'm going to move to Florida. I'm going to move to Arizona, be where it's warm. Um, and I think, think about this where they can still continue to work a little bit and they can do it a little bit earlier in life, maybe instead of waiting until they need to be 65 to retire. And so I think it opens up a whole new different way of practicing, a different way of us connecting with our patients. Uh, it allows us, I think, to actually have more time with our patients to connect with them in meaningful ways, even though our our initial hunch would be, I can't connect with somebody through a through a screen the way I could in person fact of the matter is you sure can. And sometimes you can do it a heck of a lot better because you have more time. And so I think that's that's some really interesting ways that our work is going to change over time. And it's actually going to change for the better of both the patients and the providers of care too. 
Okay, I am thinking that we are going to have an opportunity. I don't know who will do this, but we have an opportunity to create a new word in the English language that somehow captures what it is when we take this big leap to change systems, change workflows, change the physician experience and the patient experience. Like, like to come up with some word of what is this when we just unplug from so many dimensions of how we've been doing things and then unanimously like make a right turn and plug into a whole new paradigm. I, uh, I think we're going to need a word to describe whatever this is that's happening because it just sounds just sounds beautiful on so many levels. Oh, you know, it is. And if you can, I mean, three weeks, this has all happened in three weeks and I have never seen anything in medicine move so quickly. Uh, and that the way that we approach something in the morning of one day is very different than the afternoon of the same day and how that has transformed our practice of medicine in three weeks in a typical, uh, world when we're not in the middle of COVID that would have taken us five to 10 years, what we have accomplished in the last three weeks. And so I think we should be really proud of ourselves. We should be really proud of uh, the way that healthcare has moved to um, champion this work, to pick up the torch and really um, do the best it can for society. I think, I think healthcare deserves a huge, huge um, pat on the back for what it has done in the last three to four weeks. And not just by how it has transformed, how we're going to take care of people and how we're going to keep people safe. But really even being um, selfless in the fact that um, we, healthcare has taken a huge financial hit on what they're doing with this, with not, not doing any elective procedures with, um, you know, healthcare providers needing to be furloughed in different places. Um, It's been a pretty amazing uh, transformation over a very short time of some really selfless, wonderful people. Okay. I love the way you just put those words together. Amazing transformation, selfless, and in a short turnaround time. I mean, those four words in themselves are powerful and to put them in a sentence just tells, tells such a part of the story. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. You've been talking about this in a couple of different ways about how opportunities really can emerge from crisis. What is one of the opportunities that you see for physicians today? Well, you know, I think there's, I think there's many. I think uh, the opportunity really is that they've taken already is how to be leaders in this world and how to lead medicine and how to be um, big change makers in times when change needs to happen and when people need a captain of the ship, uh, they're, they're taking over the 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 realm and running with it. So I think that's wonderful. I think just how it changes the way we're going to practice and what it's going to do for our own personal well-being and care. And if as a typical physician from here on out, you may be working two days a week on site in the clinic and two days a week at home. And imagine what that looks like when you can work from home. You don't have to commute. You can spend an extra hour or two a day with your family. Uh, You can go to lunch with your wife or your husband. And um, I mean, I just think there are so many opportunities that are uh, potential and coming up with this transformational change in how we're approaching patient care and how we're going to do this in the future. It's, it's really mind blowing to think about all the things that could happen and come of this. So lots of good stuff. 
Lots of good stuff. Um, so one of the specific strategies that I heard you bring up already is the idea of during morning huddle, ask people to share three good things. That's so good. That's something that physicians could start doing right now. What's another specific thing that physicians could start doing differently this week to either support their teams or their own resiliency? All right, check out part number three of this conversation where Sandy and Dr. Corey Martin are talking about the research behind incorporating gratitude into your morning huddles. They're also talking about the research behind random acts of kindness and how Corey's applied that research at work and at home. They're also talking about how Corey and his colleagues have used the unexpected deaths of two fellow physicians to build a program that's based on positive psychology. It's being used with physicians and it's being used by schools where it's decreased the need for emergency mental health support by 40% amongst teens in the community. Really, really awesome work. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this episode.